I want to talk just for a few moments with you a little bit around this theme, loving God, loving people. But I want to do that by drawing quite heavily on uh, a, one of the speakers we had at Fresh Streams, a guy called Chris Rogers, um, who's written some stuff around making disciples. Uh, and we've invited Chris to come to Cambridge, to come to Barnwell, uh, hopefully April, maybe May, to do a couple of days with us, a Friday, night, Friday evening and a Saturday, just to kind of teach into this stuff, because it was just brilliant. If you want to go and watch it, you can do. It's all on YouTube. They have a Fresh Streams channel, and all of the sort of main seminars are there, and the talks are there. But Chris was talking about this thing about making disciples. And for us as, as, as leaders, for us here as a church, this idea of loving God, loving people, what we're really driving for, what really our hearts cry is that we would go deeper with Jesus, that we would become disciples of Jesus, who choose to live day by day it, to follow him, to become more like him. But we need to understand what that looks like and what that means. And Chris was really helpful for, that, for, for, for this with us. Um, when he talked about this on Tuesday morning. Bit of Greek for you. Does anyone know what the Greek word for disciple is that we find in our New Testaments? I'm looking. What's the Greek word for disciple that's translated as disciple? Anyone? Okay. It's called methetes. Okay. Methetes. That's the Greek word. That's not how it's spelled in Greek. That's how it's spelled in English. But that's methetes. That's what it means. That's the word that, we, that, is, that in the Greek New Testament we have translated as disciple. And the Greek understanding of that is one who learns. Okay? And so we have this idea of, it, because of that nature, because of how it's come about to us, for a lot of people this idea of discipleship over the years has had this idea of being academic and about our heads. It's about learning. The thing is, and this is what Chris pointed out to us, that when Jesus spoke, he didn't speak in Greek. Does anyone know what he did speak in? What language he did speak? Aramaic. So what's the word in Aramaic for disciple? The word is Talmudim. A different word. Now, what does that mean? What does Talmudim mean? Now, this, I found this, refer- this quote um, about this, this idea of Talmudim from a guy called uh, Dave from the Effect Church, but I thought it was really good. He says this, When Jesus tells us to go make disciples, Talmudim, that's the, Greek, that's, the, that's the Aramaic word for disciple, of people throughout the world, he's calling us to first dedicate ourselves to the task of living, eating, sleeping, working, playing, loving, suffering, bleeding and breathing every moment of our lives with God so that our deepest purpose becomes ours or better that we become his purpose only then can we encourage and show others all others to do the same nowhere in that list does it mention learning the closest we can come to understanding what Talmudin actually means is this idea of apprentice. But it, actually, the, the Aramaic word means much more than that. But this is the kind of closest that we have in the translation. And an apprentice is somebody who works alongside somebody. That they understand the knowledge of the craft, of what they're trying to learn. They develop a passion for the craft. And they get the skills of the craft. 
being a, a Talmudian, being an apprentice, is about not studying, but practicing. And this subtle difference between what it means to be a disciple of Jesus is so evident across the Western church when we look at it. We talk about discipleship and we've talked about discipleship over the years and it's become about knowledge, it's become about what we know. It's become about our heads. But that's not what Jesus meant. When he called his, his, his followers to become disciples of his, he wasn't asking them to come and follow him and to learn more. He was asking them to come and be apprentices, to live, breathe, eat, sleep, bleed, all that stuff, following what it, him, what it was for him. And for us as a church community, that's our heart. We want, our, we want ourselves, as followers of Jesus, as members of this church, as part of this community, to be apprentices of Jesus. Yes, we need to have the knowledge of the craft, what it means to follow Jesus. We need to know our Bibles, which is why we're trying to teach you a verse each month. We need to know it. That's why we have a sermon as part of our Sunday services. But it's so much more than that. Developing a passion for following Jesus, a love for Jesus. Growing the skills of how we actually then put it into practice. Luke 10.27, this is what Luke 10.27 says in its full context. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered what? Read it together. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. Right, you notice that? Love with your heart, soul, strength, mind. Why have we gone for Luke 10, 27? There are three other references in the Bible to this verse. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 6. Or chapter 6, verse 5. Other way around. And he says, love the Lord your God with your heart, with your soul, and with your strength. What's missing? Okay. In Matthew, Matthew 26, 30, uh, 22, 37, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And in Mark's account, Mark 12, 30, love the Lord your God again with your heart, soul, and mind. Luke is the only one where all four are mentioned, which is why we've gone for Luke 10, 27. Now, the difference with Luke 10, 27 to the others, if you read the others, it's Jesus that says it in Matthew and in Mark. Here, it's Luke was recording someone else saying it. So um, that's just a little interesting aside. But loving the Lord with your heart, soul, strength and mind. Chris in his church in London um, puts it this way. He's very quite a visual guy. He kind of uses these kind of snappy statements. He says, you know, we, we kind of love God with our head with our heart and with our hands. He says that's how he summarizes. That's that's what they kind of how they summarize that verse. That we're called to love God with our head, hands, heart. Or head, hearts, hands. But he says there's another verse in the Bible which they go to, because actually that's not quite the full story. If you want to make disciples, if you want to fall in love with Jesus, if you want to become apprentices of Jesus, that's not the full story. That's part of it. 
Because in Matthew 28, we find these words. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples, town with him, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. See, there's another part to what it means to become a disciple. It's not loving God with all our head, hands, and heart. It's loving and obeying God. And so they talk about this, loving and obeying God with our head, hands, and hearts. That's what it means to become a disciple of Jesus. That's what it means to become an apprentice of Jesus. That we love God and obey God with our head, with our heart, and with our hands. Now some of us, and he, he kind of, he did, he, I'm not going to put the stuff up, and he, if he comes over, he'll probably kind of talk about this. Some of us have big, have big heads, <laughs> and little hands, and little hearts. And we love God, and we obey God with our heads, not so much with our heart, and not so much with our hands. Some of us have love God with our, our hearts, and we've got big hearts, but little heads and little hands. And some of us have big hands, and small heads and small hearts. We love and obey God with what we do, but actually we don't know why. We don't understand why. And actually the reason behind that, our heart, is not there either. What does it mean? What does that look like? So with our head, it means knowing and thinking and understanding. Why do we do this stuff? What does Jesus say? What does the Bible say? That's the whole purpose of next Sunday, the soul spaces. It's like the questions which help us to understand. Not just knowledge, though, but it's about understanding that and obeying that in practice. And our heart is about love and appreciating and belonging. It's about that community. And our hands, we contribute, we create, we lead. Going back, talk about this idea of apprenticeship. You see it here, that knowledge of the craft is our head. Passion for the craft is our heart. And the skills of the craft is our hands. As God's people here at Barnwell, it's our heart's cry as leaders of this church that we will be in the business of helping one another to become those who love and obey God with your head, hands, heart. With my head, hands, and heart. That's what we're about. That's what it's about. So when we think of loving God and loving people, to summarize it, loving God, loving and obeying God with your head, hands, heart. Now that's language that Chris uses with his church in London and I've brought it and borrowed it for this purpose for this morning. We're hoping that we might develop our own language here that's relevant to us over the coming years. But to summarize what loving God means, what being part of our family means, Loving and obeying God. Head, hands, heart. Before God, 
Where are the bits that are missing in our lives? Are we focusing on one of those areas rather than others? What's God saying to us about that? We're going to sing a song, and then we're going to move into a time where we kind of recovenant together, and I'll explain more about that when we get to that moment. But I just want to kind of leave that there for a moment. Just pause. Just have a look at that screen.